We are live, Free Range American, Snoqualmie, Washington, with a hodgepodge crew of wonderful humans. Jim Montana, Heather Lynn. What's up? What's your name again? Uh, Street Car Tommy. It is. Street Car uh, Tommy. It is. It is. Tommy. Yeah, and Leah Blower. Tommy. Tommy. Blower. Blower? Leah Blower? I forgot we're rolling. (laughs) Blower, I don't even know her. (laughs) We are in some conference room in the hotel that we uh, bartered $200 to get into. Somebody bartered and got this place and it ain't the Hampton no more. No, it's not. We just finished up uh, three days at the Dirtfish Rally School. Holy shit, was that an awesome experience. Big, big thanks to... To Tommy for getting hey, us up here, man. You know, that was awesome. It's all dirt fish, really, because uh, I just made a bunch of phone calls and and uh, moved situations around because it just changed daily. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. Dude, it was so awesome because like, this started back in Austin when we went to the American Rally Cost race. Yes. And Dirtfish was one of the cars in there. We got to kind of see how those guys worked. Like, you should come up. And it just never worked out. And then there was going to be a show for Tim, Velocity Outdoors, and everything switched a million different times like it usually does. Mm-hmm. Scheduling. And then I somehow weaseled my way into this trip. Dude, you shook like a coconut on a tree. I have no idea <laughs> how you pulled that off. Because uh, you went from, you know, back of the classroom, just, you know, trying to be there. Hi, I want to participate to, you got number one seat. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I like driving cars and going fast. Yeah. Did you, were you was did you uh did you put some visine, some old school visine in Jared's uh coffee? Yeah, I gave him the old squirt squirt and uh gave him a stomach <laughs> ah. ulcer. It was supposed to originally be uh Jared. Uh and then it was supposed to be Evan and then it was you. Yeah, I was like, Jared, so you're doing this. He's like, Yeah, and I was like, I wanna come. He's like, Okay. And I was like, I'm I'm gonna make it happen. And then I finagled Evan into it, and then Evan bailed, CEO shit to do, and then Jared bailed, and this was the crew that went. Yeah, and Mia Chapman joined us. Mia, it was super nice to to actually because she's so clean and crispy, and like because we're out there. I mean, even me, like I'm just throwing the car around. Like I'm like, oh, I need to turn now, huh? Like, but she's just mip 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 and cool as a cucumber again. You know, it's just what I do on a. Race, well, racing's her game. We're kind of yeah. maybe not rally isn't her world, but she's she, she's she used to the pressure. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets the mechanics of it, and it's impressive, especially how young she is. Yeah, thirty-two, um, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think she's like eighteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it actually all started uh, how this thing was birthed. Uh, I was uh, going through my. I was scrolling, you know, as you do when you poop. Right. And uh, I saw, I saw, dirt, <laughs> I saw oh, a picture uh, on Dirtfish that they had posted. And you know how it shows you like who liked it already? Yeah. I saw that she liked it. Like it was like Leah Bauer. And I was like, hmm. stalk you. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I called her and I was like, hey, I was like, yo, Leah, like you want to go to Dirtfish? And she was like, 
yeah, oh my God, I would love it. Just like that. Yeah. Um, I can imagine it. Yeah. You sound like that. I know. Every, the whole three days that I've known you, you sound like so, that every time you speak. <laughs> she's like, that'd be so good. I would love it. I've wanted to go for such a long time. Because she races road. She. This is actually somebody who races snowmobiles. What, what, how'd you end up in point second? Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to talk about it. I'm second. Yeah. She second. I'm claiming second. Yeah, I know. First but loser. She, uh, well, no. So she, it, she, her season got cut short due to weather because, as it does with snowmobile, you have to have snow to race mobile, and that has been a thing this year. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but she actually uh, was in the thick of a season, and you almost had to leave early mm-hmm. because of a race season. I actually have a race this weekend, but yeah. it was canceled because we had, didn't have any snow. So I kind of lucked out because I wanted to stay through the whole three days. Now I'm curious with the. With your races, what does that consist of? What what kind of course are you? So running? a lot of people think I do snow cross, which is on the track doing the jumps yep. and whatnot. But I actually do um, the long distance endurance racing. So it's cross country, you know, 100, 200, 300, 400 miles stuff on a sled. Nope. Over Damn. the course of like two days. So what kind of speeds are you pushing on a consistent basis? Um, top speed down a straight. Like my sled goes like one oh nine. But it should, I mean, I'm running a stock 600 sled. People are like, oh yeah, 850, that's real slow. I'm like, I'm on a 600 stock. So it's a pretty fast sled. Um, I do, you know, just clutching. We can't do anything other than clutching, you know, stuff like that. Nothing to do with... Yeah. That's, that's still the, the insane to me. Pinned. You're, you're just pinned for... No, no, there's lots of turns and curves and, yeah. you know, rights, left chicanes. If but you, yeah, we will have like a mile long straight that you catch your speed on. She's got some pretty impressive photos on the gram. On the gram. Do it for the gram. What's Sorry. your gram? <laughs> you like, you do the like, like the old Indians on the side of the horse. They used to shoot the arrow <laughs> under the horse's neck. You're like, yeah, that's, you're all, that's yeah, just like that. yeah, that's a good reference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah well, no, how, you have to, you, you have, have you to get this off. your whole life? Um, I've started racing sleds probably, I mean, 10, 15 years ago, I started in the, snow cross and I didn't like it. And then I went to the ice ovals and I didn't like it. And then I went to cross country and then that's what stuck. And your, your dad. Yep. My dad's a world champion snowmobile racer. So that's right. My parents got divorced when I was younger and I kind of stuck with him doing all the guy stuff in the shop, on the sleds, on the bikes. So, and now Mm -hmm. we road race together. So I have road racing, but I've never done the rally. Like cars, like, like like asphalt. But yeah. those are still like manual, mm-hmm. like you're. Yeah, but it's completely different than rally. So this was this was a treat. This and, was awesome. And you're hitting that point home because yeah, you've actually never, never driven a stick. No, I, well, I was asking Mia too because even though she she races, all of her stuff is automatic. Her stuff is manual. Mia's is automatic. I mean, that's pretty. It's it just varies so much. Yeah. 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 Well, having that clutch pedal in there, like Mia does shift. Uh, but hers is sequential. So it's like, meh, 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 bah, bah, bah. It just goes up and back. Yeah. And you don't have a, pe- you don't have a pedal. Yeah. So the, 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 the having the, the, the five gears plus the foot pedal is, it can get yeah. a little much. Like you killed it. Like having never driven stick before, we were all like, Yo. where did you come from? Like that was awesome. <laughs> Big yeah. time. That yeah, was so good. That was, uh, I definitely did not expect to be where I was today 
three days ago. I was like terrified to just go forward. And then by the end of it, I started getting more and more and more. Com- I think it's just that repetition just over and over and over Tea again. Time. Yeah. I was, I mean, like, you know, it's just, it's super impressive to see you come out and do so good when a person like Tim is just slow. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Here we go. <laughs> Too slow Tim and 10 tired Tommy. <laughs> the reason why they're calling me 10 tired Tommy is because I actually am Tell the them. only person Breach. in this group that ended up in the tires. Yes. And I took out 10 of them. And it wasn't even like a really <laughs> cool moment. It, it was, was funny just, though. It was, like, yeah. it was super funny though. <laughs> we were all mid conversation. It was like, yeah, you it just like, looked like you started driving that? with your eyes closed for a moment. Well, just so, for like a moment. Yeah. Uh, when you, when I went full lock, I couldn't decide whether I wanted to go right or left around the tires. <laughs> and I just ended up... <laughs> right in. Uh, 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 okay. Uh, Heather, I remember you, my first time I did that too. No, it was, it was good. It was good. It was Heather, good do you feel like there was a moment when you like kind of clicked for you? Or you went to the, like, mm. oh man, I really dig this. And it kind of shifted a little bit for you. Pun intended. Um, I like she did. No, no, it was the repetition. It was the consistency and the repetition, and over and over and over again. And it slowly grew and grew and grew on me. Um, so it went from terror into comfortability into this isn't so bad into this is super fun. So there, there was just a progression, a steady progression there. It wasn't uh, any moment where I was like, this is fun. This isn't because. Uh, in the beginning, that that turn in front of the gazebo, uh, where you have to hit hit the throttle and just turn it, and then back into the shalom, shalom, shalom. So you had a little, you're linking shalom. 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 corners. Yeah. <laughs> like that was, a, that was that was almost shalom. like shalom. Shalom. Thank you. So yeah. Shalom. shalom. Yes. It's like a it's like a full on U turn mm-hmm. into a snap back right. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was my arch nemesis in the beginning. I absolutely fucking hated that. But whenever, <laughs> whenever I understood and I knew the mechanics, and it was like more steering with my feet more so than than. And that's the, only all wheel drive. Don't think that yeah. if, if if you get into a car and it's rear wheel drive or, or front wheel drive, it won't behave the same way. Yeah, and it's and as we've all learned, the clutch on every single fucking car is different. <laughs> touchy. The first time I I ever, like that first day within the first five minutes of ever having been in, in a stick shift car, uh, I, I didn't uh, stall it once. Zero. Um, this, Tim did. T- I mean, today, that new no car, stall. yesterday, or yesterday was a different car. Today, I stalled that car like a million times. Yeah. No, I, don't this was, morning, I don't think it was a million. Uh, Not I, a million. Okay, was, like Five, maybe. So, yeah. Over um, the time span of the day, maybe like five. Yeah, but Michelle, who's the co-pilot for Dirtfish, also immediately the car. did that. Oh, yes. so did you. Yeah. I didn't. I actually didn't stall it, but that car was the hardest clutch mm-hmm. out of any of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no reason why that thing was adjusted the way. It's- so that started my day, my mental day off, kind of fucky because I stalled it three times trying to just go forward, and yeah. then from there I was like. I didn't stall I it, but I, I crashed it twice. And then I had that mental shit hanging on me. Yeah. I did crash it twice. So Today? No, throughout the three day, I crashed okay. it twice. 
Isn't it crashing? Um, I didn't hit any trees. None of us hit any trees. Can we just right, appreciate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're all in one piece. Like, come on, guys. Lives. They're all no injuries. Yeah, we didn't hit didn't any other humans. The there was some was damage to a windshield. We, all, we lost our windshield. windshield. Yeah, some asshole. asshole damage a windshield. Yeah, Tim and I shared a car, and we. We had some issues with. Did you get the reflection off the? Well, you the sit higher than through. me, so you get to look over. I looked right at the hole. What hole? <laughs> the asshole. The brown, the the brown hole. hole. Uh, it, like where the spider starts. Right yeah. down the red. Oh, I dirt saw road. the spider kiss this and make another spider, <laughs> and this spider reflected light, and it was crazy. <laughs> but I still didn't hit tires. So yeah, it was he so, was trying. Um, we are too fast, so he was trying to sabotage us, and he plunked. His pooper right on our windshield. Plunk and the pooper. Broke. Dot com. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was just trying to merely moon and press cheek. No. And it I po- saw it that windshield the- like flex and just go yeah. tunk and just spider. Do you, like, do you oh feel like God. that cemented that fact in your head that you're like, oh, oh, I need, some I, shit I need to head. stay on this yoga train that yes. I've been on because uh, that was a good positive reinforcement. Uh, mm. For personal fitness, yeah. <laughs> One of the instructors fitness ass on that windshield. <laughs> <laughs> One of the instructors comes up to my window. And he's like, "Hey, you need to figure out who's taking care of that." I'm like, "What? What are you talking about?" He's like, "He just put his butt on the windshield <laughs> and it cracked it." I'm like, "Okay, yeah. like not a big deal." And then. Oh, in our video, guys, shows me the video, <laughs> and you bare ass the on thing. the windshield and just spiders. Like, oh, <laughs> okay, just, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, did, did I got he's done with the Black Rifle Crew. So, did, yeah, did it poof? It, yeah, poof. <laughs> it was just like poof. <laughs> but we did a lot of things really fast. We did. We did do you, it fast. You, you could say that we like to do it fast. We do like to do it hey. fast. If you ain't first, you're last. That's right. We do hey. it fast. I was high when I said that. <laughs> you, could be, you, were, you could be second. Hell, you could even be third. <laughs> you could be tenth. That's my whole, my whole goal was just to complete it and not crash into a human or a boulder or a tree and just go relatively fast. Or and tires. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know... You're as you fast guys, as him, man. <laughs> How'd you guys like that? Uh, the actual like simulated stage rally with the notes and stuff, like the co-driver reading notes I te- to you. I kept telling her to shut the fuck up. Like I can't do this with you in my ear. You need to stop. The simulated no. notes. Yeah. So the simulated R3, stage rally, like on an yeah. Do you want to do you want to explain that? R, like they started. Um, oh no! Oh, no all the numbers and letters. I was like, I was hammer like, it, go, turn faster, slam on them brakes. Cool. So, yeah, I like, didn't get any yeah. R1s, R6s. No, I didn't, I didn't get, get any, any of like that. that. Really? No. They weren't reading you notes. No, 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 they were just like, he was just like, yeah, just go faster. Do you want to explain the notes? Harder. Okay, in in real rally, in, 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 well, not just. Oh, any shots fired. Hello, Mr. As in a race, as in a sanctioned race. Don't, man, you guys. I wish I could erase your butthole for my windshield. There's been a lot of talk of spreading cheeks lately. Uh, clap cheeks. You need to wipe better. <laughs> Whatever, bro. I'm in a fucking yeah, That's hot- not lipstick on my windshield. <laughs> it was a hot day. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Looked like some dude that ate peanut butter left mustache dude. hairs right in my peripheral oh, vision. The amount of butt hair, dude. That was- <laughs> uh, <laughs> I might need treat. Can can someone reach this? Um, stage rally um, <laughs> before I was so rudely interrupted uh, stage uh, rally um, 
is a, someone who takes a rally car like we were driving and goes down like mostly fire roads and just really backwoods, backcountry roads that are real. They don't change them. They're not like prepped for racing. Like you get what you get. So if there's a boulder in the way or something, like that boulder doesn't move. Yeah. And people smoke those all the time, go off cliffs. Um, but it's it's not against, so there's not like a bunch of racers that go out all at once. There's one car versus that particular stretch of road and you have a co-driver reading you notes so you know what the next corner is because the speeds that you're going, you there's no way that you can visually see right. and understand what that turn is. So if a turn, like when I was running rally, uh, I did one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How could I ran rally but, one time? But when I did it, so like uh, the, the scale works is six is pretty much straight. Like six is flat out. Like you hold it to the floor and there's a gentle curve. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is pretty much for me, like when I was noted, like I told them, like one is U-turn and a three is a 90. So like in between that, you can adjust and tell me, you know, if something's like more or less. So more one less. being the hardest turn, six being well, the... One is like you come yeah. up, you punch the brakes, rip you, brake, right. go the other way. You're going, yeah, the opposite way. Six being a light turn where you can get it, into Not even fast. a turn. It's just like, you're just flat. Right. Like you, your foot better not come up. So they read you notes in order for you to go fast. And you're blindly trusting them. So if they read you uh, a left six and it happens to be a left three... Bro, you better hope there's not a like a cliff or anything weird on the other side of that because you're going at six speed and that's a three corner. You're gonna be like, blow that corner. But like when you guys were actually like not back on like a, a prep, like you know the boneyard, the mm. grid, like those were all big open areas. Like how were you feeling once you got into the woods and you started to not like you weren't able to see the rest of the course? I felt so much more comfortable. Right. Oddly enough, it was less to process. Yeah, uh, I. I was so, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so much worse. And then when we went through the course that like that first time, I was like, this is so much better than the cones, even though the cones are are more forgiving. Yeah. And the cones like, are still slam- there. Yeah. They, more so than slamming into a tree, but it, it, there's something more that felt more natural and it's fluid like about like racing through the woods. <laughs> tree hugger. <laughs> Old tree hugger Timmy. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but did y'all feel the same way? Like I felt way more relaxed today than I did dealing with like a million cones. Yeah, when we Logan, were, you when were, we were freaking going... parallel parking yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Today, <laughs> today you were on my ass and I was like, no I way. feel like, like they Logan were trying to right get us to go a little bit it. crazy. The, the end of the second day, we did this big open course and Dirtfish is like such a cool facility. It's an old logging processing facility. And so there's like old epic buildings like you just pull up to this place and i was like holy shit right the fuck are it's we visually it's, appealing oh my god the aesthetic of it is so unbelievable and so that's the only thing you want to do is just press the gas pedal to go through this whole entire thing and i kind of feel like they were setting us up to just mash the gas pedal the whole time <laughs> and so i was kind of treating it like adult go-karts for a long time there mm-hmm. to where i was just like having a ton yeah. of fun yeah. and i was just like seeing how far we could push it but yes, to answer your question, once they kind of interjected, like this becomes way less forgiving. And if you mess up, you're either hitting a human, Breaking hitting car. a tree, 
breaking the car. Right, there were camera folks right in there. Yeah. A couple yeah. Somehow, times I'm like, okay. Somehow I'll... I was way more relaxed with all of that than the fucking cones of like training days. And then it was like, there's trees and rocks and there's people. And I'm like, Wah! all right, let's go faster. <laughs> like, it was like, I don't know. It was just less scary feeling like everything I feel was like real. we were going faster. So we didn't have time to process that it was scary. Yeah. And we didn't have the time to look around and see. You just knew that you had to go this way and this way and this way and this way. Yeah. Like you didn't, you're not like, oh shit, cone right. or 10, like I hit. It yeah. was like, oh, okay, turn, turn. Exactly. Okay. I think that was it. It's yeah. like, if I hit this, what if that is a tree? I can actually see the trees. Yeah. The like you're going so, at a faster pace. Yeah. So you don't have time to like think. That yeah. was my problem is I was in my head yeah. for like the first two days. I'm like, I don't even know how to drive a car anymore. What am I doing? But then yeah. once I finally relaxed and I got it and light bulb went on, yeah. then it was just more of like, okay, there's my path that I need to go and everything else is yeah. out the window. And you're just- and the, the more you do it, the more like the lift turn weight, lift turn break thing. Yeah. Like everything starts to, you don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. It's just fluid. Yeah. And you start yeah, to gauge over those, it better. The, four, the course of the three days, you like <clears throat> start to get to this point where you're unconsciously competent with it. Where like a lot of it becomes muscle memory. Like, yes. I don't know how I got here well, that, in the yes. course of three days. That's like my favorite takeaway from doing this the first time. After I did this course, like what I took home with me, like in snow, ice, rain, you know, when everybody else is kind of like, you know, choking up on the pedal and like, you know, oh no, like I'm... Like when that that ice happened in in uh, Dallas, I missed that hundred car pileup by like maybe an hour. Wow! And uh, I was just out there, just having a good old time, and going from ice to that thick snow to ice because you like you have to make those lane changes and stuff. And like to have that confidence on the regular road is everything. Yeah, like, you guys, you're gonna was, notice. Yeah, later. it'll make you a better driver. Like even for a while, like going from the rally car to like being stable like for a while it was like I feel like I'm like weird just being still right now yeah. and, and it's like okay so this is one thing which is why I think it's super applicable is we all drive mm-hmm. everybody gets in a four-wheeled vehicle and they go close to speeds of 100 miles an hour we get in essentially metal heavy death machines every single yep. day of our lives it's like yeah, oh, maybe we should get good at this task. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Man, that sounds like kind of a good idea that yeah. we might be able to well, do. I called Danielle, my wife, and uh, she's like, can they do that for our kids? Like, wouldn't that be a great thing? You know, you go through right? your, drive, your dad's driver's course, which is driving the Polaris. My daughter runs it around the neighborhood. She just turned 13. She's confident, not cocky, responsible, good with it. And Danielle's like, what if when they get the driver's license, we go to Dirtfish? And I was like, no way. Kids are allowed to come here. He's like, hey, man, 15 learner's permit, they can go. And we're like, what a cool thing if we brought all of our kids mm-hmm. there. And what mm-hmm. a great, like, in yeah. Montana, you grew up driving on snow and ice and nasty stuff. And then moving to Nashville, it's like, most people aren't aren't built for that. And it's mm-hmm. like nothing against them. It's just they didn't grow up around that stuff. But if you can give your kids or people learn how to drive every kind of experience you can, I think you should bring your kids there. And I'm going to bring my kids there. For sure. Can I borrow some money? Uh, What are you talking about, big record deal, man? (laughs) Come on. He's the only one that doesn't owe me money right now. Oh, my God. Are you sure? I was not. Did you give me 20? I didn't owe you any money. You guys didn't even let me play your game, so I didn't even I don't get monetarily involved because I wasn't even expecting. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get invited. <laughs> we didn't get invited into Chapman this. Me we were chop liver. I got called on a technicality. Mm. My brakes went out. Your untechnicality <laughs> time was still two seconds off me. Yeah, but 
But so practical application. Anybody, mm-hmm. anybody can go to this course. Anybody. And go take it. Like, it's not that expensive. It's super fun to do. Especially yeah. for the abuse that you're putting on these cars. Right. Like, for sure. The, the reason why it's even the number that it is is because of the amount of money that is spent on what you are actually doing. Yeah, I was shocked yeah. by... I mean, I shouldn't have been, but I was shocked by how much work goes into these cars and yeah. how much damage is yeah. done to the cars. I mean, even if you don't hit anything, you're not rolling. It's not like you're doing anything crazy and hitting stuff. It's just the wear and tear on the tires, the suspension, Rims. Like, yeah. all that. It's yeah. insane how how much that adds up. Yeah, it's good. It's good real world experience. The way I try to rationalize it in my brain is even though I was terrified for the first half and had fun for the last half, it's like... Imagine a post-apocalyptic scenario where like, what if I, the only car left on earth is like a manual and I don't know how to drive it. And then I have to drive it like an asshole through a horde of zombies. Like, like, I can do it now. And what if you wake up and you're super pissed off and you want to kill as many zombies as possible with the awesome spiked hood system that you set up on your post-apocalyptic vehicle. And you're like, oh, I I I need to hit nine out of 10 to Make my morning quota. I, I, would, I yeah. would put razor blades on the side so I could I could dirt fish into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I wouldn't run them over because that risks my my radiator. Yeah, I would, yeah. would sideswipe them. That's smart. With my razor bladed mm-hmm. sides. <laughs> That's kind of cool. You guys think you would like if in your post apocalyptic vehicle would you like put spikes out? Like in front of your vehicle, attached to your grill, or would you like have stuff on the sides? I would take it on the sides. Like big yeah, I feel like motions. you'd want them to bounce off because otherwise take they're them stuck with, to yeah. the front. Yeah, yeah, you want That's them to bounce. Gross. I had an asshole stuck to my windshield today. <laughs> I, I, want my, I want the asshole stuck to the side of the car. Uh, just get a, yeah. I would want flamethrowers. <laughs> yeah, flame fire. Yeah. All fire. of the shooting on the front. Fire, always fire. fire. Kill it with fire. Yeah, always. Um, get yeah, some, get some anti. Just run them over. That was my favorite moment for me at Dirtfish was when I ran it. I took out the only time I probably sincerely fucked up. Cause I, I kind of would graze, I would graze some things here and there because I'm a pretty careful, cautious driver being new to all of this manual shit. And I, it, there just came a point where like I had to take out four cones at once. And I like, I was <laughs> like, you. I was like drifting in a way. I was like, Looked at at the time my instructor was Nate, and I was like, ah, I'm taking them out, I'm taking them all out. Fuck these cones. And I took out four at once. And he was like, It's funny. He was laughing his ass off. We went around the whole track. And when we came back around, I was like, Haha, look, some other jackass took out like, some more cones. Like, look, there's more cones. He's like, No, that was you. You, you drug them for half of the cones. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, Oh no. Oh no. But we've got, uh, Tim is super close. What are we? Uh, we're two weeks away from the new album release. Yeah, April 9th. Hot damn, um, boy. If White Claw Weekend ain't on it, I ain't buying it. <laughs> White Claw Weekend is not on it. That'll yeah, be a separate Black Rifle We just did the photo JT. shoot for it today. Yeah. I mean. No, we could have. Yes, we got. Uh, we got picks. Can you, can you say that? What? Can you say White Claw Weekend? Why not? I don't know. Are they gonna come out? Come out here, White Claw. Shaking in my space boots. We're gonna make a song <laughs> promoting your product and make it a country music exhibition. No, no. no it, it, that you would only get in trouble if uh, he was sponsored by, say, a Truly. Oh, oh and he said truly. White Claw Weekend, mm. uh, but he's not sponsored by do either. You, if you do so. not say White Girl Wasted during this whole song, I don't even know what to say. 
Um, or Basic Bitch. Oh, oh, that guys, that song's not even on the oh, album. Oh shit, weirdos. daggers! You you avoid those kinda, lyrics throughout the whole song. Kind of hurt okay. my. Yeah, did. Dude, give us give us the rundown on this. Yeah, this so figure. the record uh, spent fifteen years in Nashville. Don't tell anybody, but uh, <laughs> nice guys finished last. I think I think I'm a nice guy, but uh, you know, with partnerships and Tommy actually helped me kind of stay alive with team me up with Traeger and I didn't know about this influencer world and then met Black Rifle kind of through Tommy as well because he introduced me to Jim York. <laughs> I mean, Tommy is kind of my little secret key to success. Terrible racer. Tommy, but, Tommy Tentire. Yeah, Go I did. Back. I've done five independent records and then uh, signed with uh, Broken Bow BMG uh, Records out of Nashville and uh so this is going to be where the rubber meets the road, if you will, or the rubber meets the gravel or different services, as we learned. But uh, it comes out April 9th, uh, 12 songs. Uh, hit record producer Michael Knox did it with me in one of our first songs I'm talking. I don't know. If no, dude, I asshole. just totally was like, you know, so this is totally off the wall. I don't mean to interrupt, but like I heard a thing that like, I don't know how true it is. How often do girls fart and then have it turn into a queef? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> He opened a beer and it and sounded he, like a, a and he goes <laughs> right to me, so I cracked up laughing because I knew went, exactly what happened uh, over she there. Went like this. She went ha ha ha, like made like like a fart, and I was like, no no, like, and then she laughed because I was talking about a queef, and then in my brain I heard it like recalled a story of a girl telling me that sometimes they fart and then it goes into their vagina and they have to queef a fart. <laughs> Oh. In case you didn't know what a rabbit hole was, we just went down. Oh, yeah, we went way well right. so deep. April 9th, you guys. <laughs> check out April 9th, Tim Montana. 12 new songs, but uh, one of the first songs we dropped off the record, we actually filmed the video at Pastrana Land <laughs> with Tommy. Send help. <laughs> this is what you get for just saying that this man was your keyhole in the success. <laughs> he said hole. He said hole. He said hole. immediately away, fuck And then shoves you. you into the garbage. Okay. Into the, the hole. Into the Speaking hole. of your video, um, I was kind of thrown off because like I found out about your video a week before it was shot. Me too. And then, and then like we show up and there's, you know, flamethrowers and people doing donuts around people in the middle of the parking lot with no safety. There was no ambulance there in case something happened. Like whenever we do like ambulance, 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 ambulance. I'm from, I'm from East coast, Baltimore. So uh, we say ambulance. Um, but uh, you were saying uh, when you told me about that, it's like your label told you not to do anything dangerous. Oh, they said, no, we'll use the action figures. We got, you know, Trav. Stock footage. The stock footage they already did with stunt people. And they said, so, Trav, you guys don't need to do any of your own stunts. You we know don't that, have right? the insurance for that. Right. We don't have the insurance for that. It was kind of a lower budget video. And, uh, don't tell that to Trav because yeah. here he comes ripping with that Subaru all around. Then he blows the tires out of that. Moves, it, yeah, gets rid of that. Grabs the dirt bike. Yeah. Don't forget about the side-by-side on two wheels. Oh, my God. The yeah. side-by-side, too. He almost yeah. flipped that sucker over. Yeah. yeah so we ended up uh, doing that. And uh, NASCAR ended up using that song for their truck series. And we've just been putting out songs. And I love that. I am able to shake enough trees to kind of the labels like usually like, Oh, we're going to hold these songs till this or that. And I'm like, 
hey, we got the pro bull riding wants to use the song. And they're like, they do? And I'm like, oh, I was going to CBS. Then I forced them to put a song out. And they're like, who is this motherfucker? <laughs> and I'm just like picking up the phone. Like, they told me I can't do this, but I'm doing this. And uh, yeah. But uh, so yeah, 12 song album comes out April 9th. Really excited about it. And I got to have a little fuck you on the album cover. And it's not a fuck you to you, the viewer. It's a fuck you to the man. And in the song Cars on Blocks, we say scratching to the middle, middle finger to the top. Hey. Houses on wheels, cars, cars on, on blocks. blocks. Hey, don't forget about that sweet, sweet T-shirt too. Yeah, well, that's a sweet T-shirt, old yeah. boy. It's yeah. not just an album cover. That is a T-shirt that is for sale. That is a for sale. TimMontan.com. <laughs> God dang, we got deals. We got deals. I, I need Dude, to get one of those right the, now. What is the, when one? are you going to be able to tour again, man? Like that's the one thing that I've been hurting on is like I miss a lot Texas. of shows. Yeah, we've been able to tour. More and not, I don't want to say tour. We've been able to do shows here and there more than other bands because we do a lot of biker rallies and bikers don't really care about masks, helmets, or condoms. I've had Thank a goodness. lot of sex with a lot of bikers. They never wear protection. You <laughs> like to spread your cheeks everywhere you go. Oh, yeah. right, right. I like does spreading my yeah. Skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was crying myself laughing when you were. I thought I was good. Uh, Inside joke. Yeah. And then, so we've done shows here and there. And then now we got hired for a couple kind of fuck you shows from venues that were shut down by the county. And they're like, hey, we want you to come in. And I'm like, you do? What? So <laughs> we did a few here and there. And it was good. I've got antibodies. Most of my band has had corona, COVID, whatever you want to call it. But long story short, May, we're starting to get gigs again. And the summer, all the weekends are packed out. We got a couple gigs with Travis Tritt this summer. Okay. And, uh, yeah, snuck nice. a song. I got right. I, uh, got his first single in 13 or 14 years. I'm a co-writer on called Smoking a Bar. And uh, he texted me today. We're racing. And I showed my instructor. Travis goes, did you see the videos Heat Seeker on CMT? He's like, you probably already know. But this video right now is the Heat Seeker. <laughs> and I was like... Had to show the instructor. I'm like, humble brag. Travis Tritt just texted and said this. He was like, okay, cool. Let's uh, let's get to driving. <laughs> yeah. Focus. Focus. My mom thinks I'm a fucking badass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, we're excited, man. April 9th coming out. We're going to do a, a radio single. This will be a whole new thing. FM Radio, do a big push and see what pops. And... Yeah, I feel like we've built a brick foundation where a lot of artists build shit out of sticks, like teeny little tiny pop country sticks, Bullshit. and they blow over and no one remembers them because you're fake. And uh... <laughs> How was Mama Dukes? Didn't you see Mama Dukes here uh, before this trip? Who? Mama Dukes up in Montana. My mom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Yeah. She got Sorry. married again. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. How many is that? Uh, four. Wow. Oh, hot damn. Yeah. Okay. She's living. She must she, have man. beer flavored titties, man. <laughs> God, that reminds me of a story. I got my dad. My dad's sitting over here and he came up and that could be number five. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Maybe we need to make an introduction. Family. But I was like, uh, when my grandma, my father's mother, uh, was on her last days, um, I had a chance to spend some time with her before she passed. And I was like, Grandma. Do you have any life regrets? And she, uh, she had how many times was she married? Five times, four different men. And I was like, Grandma, you got any regrets? She's like, 
man, I wish I would have chased them boys a bit more. And I was like, <laughs> I'm taking that one to the bank. I'll remember yeah, that. And I do. I Just do keep have, living. The, yeah. the new husband, Mark, great guy, man. My mom and I went through a lot of shit in my childhood. And, you know, with the other guys, we're not good to her. And this guy holds the door. And it's like, as much as I want to not like the guy, I love the guy. And he holds the door for my mom. And they hold hands when they drive. And I want to puke when they kiss. <laughs> but he's like black rifle coffee till he dies. Like He's, he's like, Timmy, will you go to the mailbox for me? And I was like, yeah. And I go, and I'm like, he fucking did this. I open it. There's the BRCC box. <laughs> there it is. Like, big fan of that. He's got the Traeger out there. And she's happy, man. And so... One of our, our neighbor gals said, fourth time's a charm, and she kind of insulted my mom. My mom's old school. They like to, oh, that's this or that, whatever, you know. They get offended by that shit. And I was like, mom, if you don't know about your son yet, I'm kind of outrovert. <laughs> I wear it on the outside, and I'll write a song about any fucking hillbilly thing that this family does. And so I got to thinking about that fourth time, fourth time, and I was like, you know, I got with these guys in Nashville. I wrote this song called American Dream. And it ends, you know, starts with mama just got married for the fourth time again. If he makes it to July, we're going to throw a party. Guess we'll have to welcome him in. And then it goes, we might not be the cover of your magazine, but it's our own American dream. And I'm like, she's happy. This is her American dream. And who am I? Who are you to judge someone that's fucking pure and genuinely happy? So. How about for yeah. mama Woo! Live your life. Oh, man. Amen. I have a little tear stream thing. Yeah. Sweet, man. Sweet. But seriously, let me get your number, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What else we got? What are your projects? What are you working on, man? You're, yeah, you're come the on, big Logan. production guy. Secret. What's that river trip? Come on, man. You're, you're, you're at the top of a food chain. Well, no, it's just so interesting that we ended up at Dirtfish because we've been, we've been flown with. We just had BJ Baldwin on FRA. That was last week. I don't know when this will get aired. Um, we've been doing some stuff with the Hoonigan guys. And like, I'm like, I feel like there's something big building in the motorsports world. There's this bomberant intersections happening. It's I mean, pretty you, you know, if you need a driver, Tim's your man. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed faster than Tommy every time. No, I, I've, been, I've been talking to the Hoonigan guys a little bit and uh, I don't want to jinx anything, so I don't want to talk about it quite yet, but I got to little special project working with any, those guys. Any project that, with those that, guys that I hope is, is awesome. really going to come to fruition, man. It's, uh, it's a really cool, interesting thing that um, kind of hit my brain at the end of last year. Everything was like, you guys remember like the end of 2020? Like we just kept going down that decline and decline and decline to 2020. I was like, man, I just want to like come up with a positive message that will like inspire people. Like it felt like everything was so negative and it's, it's kind of in the works right now. So Working on that a little bit. Yeah. And I was just talking to you yep. right before the show because yep. we're bringing on the FRA video content. I was like, yep. man, Tommy, very ambitious. Very I'm going to have nine different series running on my YouTube channel <laughs> and yoga, food, construction, racing, pranks, hunts, hunts, guns, guns. Gun oh, no guns. Uh, guns. No. Because I'm America. Offended. I'm offended, man. That's cool, man. Tuck your little vagina up. Get the fuck out of the room. I just queefed in it. I think fart queefing it. <laughs> I think Heather showed me my favorite meme I've seen this year yet, and it was it was a pistol sitting at the top of the stairway. Mm -hmm. It just said, "Just put your guns here, and you don't have to worry about Joe Biden." <laughs> yeah, you know, because he tripped up. <laughs> yeah, he tripped up once. 
three times on the same set of steps. It <laughs> <laughs> got progressively worse. Oh, <sighs> fuck us, right? <sighs> I'm just praying for that meteor every day. Please, baby Jesus. I do the same thing. We, when I we, hear, we need it now. When it's I see be, anyone put a politician on a pedestal, I'm like, yes, in the you know, fire. The, the, here's the thing. now. Apocalypse, uh, please. Here, here's the funny thing about meteors is that uh, I went to space camp, by the way, so oh I know this. Oh, my God. Um, wow. Is there anything you haven't done, Tom? Wait, what is space camp? Space camp, like I'm an astronaut. But I was a child, so <laughs> is this like something you made up in your back No, I actually went to down in Alabama in a NASA facility. I went and I was in space camp. Okay. Look at all right. So anyway, so if <laughs> you pray for a meteor, you. you're probably gonna get one of them little bastards that burnt up. It was big, but then it burnt up and it's just gonna be this big and it's gonna be like one that just takes old Timmy out. That's what all that's what <laughs> <laughs> That's what all our drunk friends saw last night at dinner. Oh, we the other saw you. Oh, my God. They're FaceTiming. Yeah, us. that cannot. Yeah, y'all Seattle. told me that. Yeah. It didn't even. Which was the SpaceX. SpaceX. Breakup. Burnt up. Something, came yeah. through something. Man. Old Elon's busy, man. He's just yeah. busy so much. Well, oh, yeah. It, wasn't, it turned out to not be you. No, it was a SpaceX launch. And I was talking to Nate, one of the instructors at Dirtfish. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I don't want to take you with me. But, like, if I got to go out, I got to die. Like, send in rally car like over and over again into rolls and going out that way. Yeah, like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be so bad. That's a good thing to tell your instructor when he's strapped into a car with you next to you while you're No, honestly, rallying. no. He started the conversation because he's like, no, I've lived it pretty good. Like, if we go out this way, I'll be okay with it. Okay. I was super surprised. But how do you guys ever think about that? Do you ever think about how you My death, die? death, yeah. constantly, 10 times a day, all... All day, every day, I think about death. And I'm like, put it on my tombstone. Don't even put me on a tombstone. Like, throw me in the trash. I don't give a shit. I always wanted uh, neon. Like, I wanted <laughs> it's that. like, who cares? It's like, we're all going to die. You can't avoid it. I always wanted it's neon. It's we try not to think about it. I want that what neon sign. With, with it's blue neon. Mm-hmm. And, and like, it's just going to say, here lies the rowdiest dude alive. <laughs> like the live nude sign. But oh. it's, but, but it's going to have an arrow that goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? That's like Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, like Beetlejuice. had one. Beetlejuice had like a live, like a like a sign, didn't he? Wasn't his? Am I like, crazy? I don't know. I don't Did remember Beetlejuice that. Sign? I was kind of scared I of Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I didn't watch Beetlejuice. That was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. I, don't, I feel like I would remember. Random. That. Speaking of movies, I do have a funny story to tell you guys. Uh, Steve Cropper was totally rando, okay. but it has to do with rally and racing. Steve Cropper uh, was from Stax Records. He was in Booker T and the MGs. He wrote Sitting on the Dock of the Bay and one oh, yeah. of my heroes to get to work with him, but he got casted or whatever that was to be on Saturday Night Live in a band called the Blues Brothers Band with Dan Aykroyd yeah, and yeah, John yeah. Belushi. Yeah, yeah. One of the greatest things that ever happened. Yeah. Right. It was him, Paul Schaefer, Donald Duck Dunn, Matt the Guitar Murphy, I know I'm missing names, Lou, all those guys. And uh, so he, when we, we rode the bus about three weeks ago, we're writing a song for the Marine Corps about O'Bannon. Remember O'Bannon, the sword guy that oh, went yeah. to Tripoli and all that stuff? Military tie-in, but we go up there with Steve. He's a great Patriot American. And uh, he goes, man, he's like, every night when we'd cut the movie Blues Brothers, he's like, we had all those cop cars. And we were in Chicago. And he goes, Danny. And I'm like, Danny. He goes, Danny Aykroyd, man. is like one of his good buddies. He goes, he'd fire up those police cars and say, can I take one for the night? And the director would be like, yeah, it's fine, Dan. It's your movie. And he goes, the minute we'd get away from those directors, he would just open wide up and turn the lights on in the car. 
<laughs> he said, man, we went through downtown Chicago sideways, this way, hitting signs and shit. We just drifted in freaking parking spots. Get out and have dinner. And they returned it every day. And the car was like kind of fucked up, but he returned it. Yeah, they had okay. 200 of them. Yeah, they had a ton of them. And at the time, I think there were never more cars crashed in a motion picture than the Blues Brothers. You know, remember the pile up and the oh, mall yeah. scene? Dude, at where least they're going through the mall. That shaped, yeah. that shaped my childhood. Oh, man. What a great movie. Oh, man. And hearing that story that they gave Danny and Steve Cropper the keys every night to a car. Yeah, go to dinner. In a whoa, cop car. Whoa, jumping bridges. <laughs> like, lights awesome. on. Everyone's getting out of the road. I, I love it. I Rando, love it. but it made me think of Rally. And, yeah. It's very, it, it, it works. Mm-hmm. It works. God, that's such a good movie, man. Oh, They're, best. like, remaking all these old shit Ghostbusters. now. Dan Aykroyd. And they're doing it in a shit way, like. Not yeah. remake Blues Brothers. That's one of those movies. No, they that did shit. Blues Brothers. 2000. They redid it 2000. Travis Tritt was in it. Paul Schaefer was the original Blues Brothers, and I'm friends with Paul, piano player, but he was producing a record so he couldn't do the movie. So he was bummed out because the movie became a box office smash and, you know, one of those just massive films. So then the Blues Brothers 2000, Paul Schaefer came back and obviously uh, Belushi was dead and uh, John Goodman replaced Belushi. That's right. We're getting the band back together. Yeah, we're getting the band back together. (laughs) You better think, think, think about what you're trying to do to me. Oh, what's your favorite song on this new album? Man, Heart grief. there's a song called Bar Band that's really good that we slid on the record last minute. And I text a lot of my stuff to Dave Grohl to see what he thinks. And he actually responded to this one. And he was like, dude, that's a hit. And of course, I'm like, Danielle, wake that ass up. <laughs> Look what Dave said. And it's a really cool song. Uh, really proud of it. Got to give a shout out to John Prine who died during COVID. Um, and uh, that's a cool one. There's a sleeper. The last song's called To an End. Uh, it's a pretty deep song. I mean, the, the record takes a journey. We didn't sit down and say, let's record 12 radio hits because that's what matters. We said, no, let's record a musical journey of like upbeat, up-tempo rock shit down to like cool songs for the girls into like a cool hippie thing, like acoustic, you know, peaceful song into like rock. And then now to like this Americana metaphoric, you know, lyrical thing. And so there's it's just goes through mountains and valleys and like that goddamn rally car. Oh, boy! <laughs> oh, bitch! Woo! Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, it yeah. sounds like a pretty uh, equated experience of being around you. It's all over the fucking board right, all right. the time. You're not quite sure what you're going to get. Right, right. And I, I wanted to call it long shots um, just because me being alive is a long shot. Me getting the record deal is a long shot. Everything in my life's a long shot, but hey, man, here's the guys that take the long shots and see where they land and dream big, baby. You never know where you're gonna end up. Oh yeah, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> dude. I was thinking, like, you have such an interesting path in the you know musical world, country music world. Like, you wrote so many damn songs before you got your big record album. What? What was like, what's different about your path versus what you kind of see floating out in the world from other people? I don't know. It's kind of, everyone has a different journey, but there's, you know, when I moved to Nashville, it's like, oh, you moved to Nashville and you get a pub deal and then you get a record deal and then you get a radio and then you get a hit and bam. And 
I don't know. I was, I've always been the different kid. If you guys didn't know that. Yeah, well, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Even in high school. You're just everyone's like every like, other dude I've ever met. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know what that fucking means. Jesus. <laughs> but it was, I don't know. It was, I kind of feel like in a lot of ways I did my career backwards where I'd like, I usually you meet certain people and get in certain groups when you're like a superstar. And I kind of got in some of these groups on accident beforehand because people are like, who's this fucking crazy motherfucker? <laughs> and just, I don't know. I mean, just wake up every day, try to not try to reinvent the wheel, just, you know, say so yes to everything. Some days you're going to sing a song and some days you're going to run a golf cart into John Daly's bus. Right. You know, you I mean, just, just like shit. People are like, <laughs> huh? Excuse Excuse us. Us. yeah, what? Us. what? John Daly, what'd you do? Yeah, I was at a charity event. <laughs> Here we go. Now we're in the good stuff. The, the whole, uh, the rest of the podcast leading up to this Just has been it, waiting for this movie. Right. So I was at Bonefrog Open. My friend McBee is a SEAL team guy, badass American, and throws this event raising money. So we go up there and may or may not have been alcohol involved. And I ended up with a golf cart because Chad Ward went to bed. And it's a golf course. It's the golf course and I end up with a golf cart. I'm not a golfer, I'm not an athlete. He's a country music singer, That's songwriter. Right. Oh boy. Oh boy. And I just remember just ripping towards these concrete stairs and just whoo, tunk, and just landing that thing. And then I'd zip around and come back and do it. And I was like, well, has anyone ever jumped up steps? So then boom, blast up it. We're doing this. I'm blowing tires out. This belt is fucked. And there's a big bus out front. And I just come around the corner and just plow into the front of this tour bus <laughs> enough to where everybody on the bus was shook <laughs> like come out and then here comes this motherfucker with this mullet and he's like what the hell are you doing i'm like oh my god he's like john daly good to meet you and i'm like wow okay so i go on the bus and they're all partying and carrying on and he hands me this guitar and he goes what do you think of this guitar and i play it and i'm like honestly i think it's a piece of shit and he picks it up and smashes it <laughs> I'm like, not just like lightly, smashes, <laughs> violently smashes wood shreds going everywhere. And I'm like, that is a very expensive guitar. <sighs> I talk a lot of shit. <laughs> and so I get out and uh, my buddy, uh, Tim Fiddleman was all mags. He's like, you're destroying shit. I'm like, Tim, I'm sorry. It's kind of like my MO. I like, you know, I make more friends than enemies when I do my rowdy shit. And, you know, at some point you get too old for that, but not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, so the good. next morning, I made my rounds, and I'm a very, I have a very guilty conscience that I'm not a guy that breaks shit and doesn't deal with it. So my first stop was John Daly's bus. I said, "Hey man, I've got a pretty good insurance rider. I'd like to pay for the damage to your bus." And he goes, "Bullshit, you're gonna sign it." I was like, <laughs> "Okay." So I sign it. We get a picture, and and he goes, "And I've got a, a thing at Old Hickory Country Club in Nashville. I want to give you a membership to my golf club." And I'm like, "I don't golf." And he goes, "Well, you sure as fuck golf cart." <laughs> <laughs> so then they went to give me a tip when I left, and it was a, it was a healthy tip. I'm not gonna talk about it, but I just handed it right back to McBee, and I said, "Let's never talk about that golf cart over there in that woods again." And he goes, "You got it." <laughs> so nice. Good. So, so good. sometimes the uh, chaos leads me to more often than not. Yeah, you know, sure. everyone's well, like, "Do you get arrested a lot?" I'm like, "No." Like, I asked you that today. Yeah, I literally asked you that today because you had just finished up the 
the flip flop story. Yeah, the flip flop story. You just yeah. finished up the that flip flop story. Yeah, after yeah, after some other time. But then I had asked flip-flop. you if you'd ever been arrested because it just, you're so crazy. I didn't know. I got arrested when I was 20, and I think that was it. Yeah. You died when I was 20, what, but. But you, didn't you rest, wrestle the Punisher guy? And now he's your friend or something? Yeah, Thomas Jane and I had a wild <laughs> night. Uh, we did a movie called The Last Son. Mm. It used to be called Last Son of Isaac May. It's not out yet. And somehow I got casted in it. We went to karaoke night in Wilson, Montana, and I got drunker than goddamn, I didn't know. And on the way back, uh, there was a wrestling match, and his head lit, got split open. <laughs> And of course, we're wearing our outfits. So we're dressed like 1980s cowboys in this bar. And I'm Normal like, things. I'm Tim Montana, and that's the Punisher. <laughs> the movie Punisher. Right. And like, not, not yeah. TV Punisher, but, but movie he's, Punisher. He's the OG, the OG Marvel. Yeah, like, the the, like 2002, four movie yeah, guy. But the guy's right? a G. He's been on like Stephen King's movies, yeah. The Mist, and Dreamcatcher, yeah. and yeah. Hung. Just, the guy's just a great soul. And uh, we just hit it off. And and he was like, dude, I want to have you in all my movies. But the next day, I like kind of woke up and I'm sleeping in this Western town. And I'd wake up to action, boom, boom, guns going off. And I'd peer out the window and there's Sam Worthington and Machine Gun Kelly. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> and when they move the set, I get a knock on the door. It's bat, bat, bat. Open the door and there's Thomas wearing his cavalry outfit. And his face is all fucked up. And he goes, man, I woke up. My face was stuck to my pillow. <laughs> my pillow oh. my face from the blood. Oh, no. And I'm like, I've been oh, there I'm like am I going to get fucking fired or what? He's like, let's have a shot. <laughs> so we, had, we had a little drink. So we got a little hair of the dog. We were hungover as fuck. And uh, so, yeah, now we've stayed in touch. And he, I brought him duck hunting in Arkansas. And I got my eardrum blowed out. And so then I got rushed to the hospital and he's in there with me and the doctor's like hey man I wouldn't be drunk wandering around this hospital this whole place is COVID and I'm just like how oh, is <laughs> behind me laughing uh, and we just had a great time so then he just got another western in Montana and just called me and he's like dude you gotta be in it he's like you're, you're my guy now so like, you're in the movies with me and I'm like alright so we're doing this whole package deal but the funny thing was the night after the wrestling match, crazy drunk debauchery, the morning we do a horseback ride and Heather Graham is very sweet, beautiful, beautiful lady, beautiful soul. She's riding next to me and she starts chatting with me and we're on horseback and she's like, you must be the crazy guy that knows everybody. <laughs> and I was like, uh, <laughs> she's sure. like laughing, but I called Traeger and I'm like, Chad, hey, like there's this big movie set. There's all these movie stars kind of fucked up last night. Like, I mean, so far, everybody seems to be cool with it, but you know what would be a really cool redemption is if I cooked for the whole set. And so I went to the producer and he's like, hello, Tim. <laughs> I'm like, hi. <laughs> Me hey, man, <laughs> we want to cook tri-tip. And, and my buddy Ben still showed up, brought this trailer and dropped it. And it was full of Traegers, meat, all the shit. So I cooked for everybody and everyone's like, that's how you win everybody over here in Hollywood. He's so no I, cook. I cooked in a Western Amen. town, hung over, split lip, all that shit, wrestling all night, carrying on. They were able to sew up my outfit and shit and get nice. all the blood off it. So Perfect. Well, wouldn't perf- the blood just add to like the ambiance? Well, the bartender wasn't supposed to be bloody. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's fair, I guess. But it was a cool experience. So mm. we're going to do some more Western movies. I don't know if I'm an actor. 
just an old boy. Well, I think you just play yourself. Right. You know, just like you kind of act through life. Mm -hmm. Kind of just a character in general. So I think it works. Yeah. Yeah. Roll with it, baby. My body hurts. Okay. Well, if Timmy is going to be, or Tom is going to be Jesus. Dude, I'm sorry. Complain about shit. We're just going to wrap this up. Yeah. Okay. My whole thing, my whole thing. April 9th, long shots. April 9th, long shots. I need a time. He's. He's got nothing going on. Don't pay any attention. I'm a, I'm a wandering construction gypsy at this point. Thank you, COVID, you motherfucker. <laughs> Huge thanks to Dirtfish Rally for Dirtfish, having us out. Yes! Awesome <laughs> time. Thank you so much. And as always, sign up for the club. Drink the good shit in the coffee. It's coming at you. We got new 300 milligram espresso drinks. So like, comment, it's always subscribe. So good. July, my mom's fourth wedding. Anybody wants to come? <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up. And we out. <laughs> <laughs>